It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It is time for yet another NBA draft profile and projection, this time taking a closer look at Isaiah Jackson, the big man from Kentucky. We also have a big, 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 big news story regarding the roster construction of next year's roster for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and so much more on this edition of Locked on Thunder, July 5th. Hope you all had a happy 4th of July. Without further ado, let's get into the show. Locked on Thunder, your daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. You are locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunder Pod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 0-5-3-6-2-7-1-2-8. On today's show, we have yet another 2021 NBA Draft Profile and Projection, giving you all you need to know about a possible Thunder prospect. Today's prospect is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Spotify Greenroom is changing the way that we talk about sports. It's Isaiah Jackson, the big man from Kentucky, who has been linked to the Thunder in a variety of ways leading up to this point in the process, and we'll see how it continues on for the next month. We are within a month from the NBA Draft. So much is happening for the NBA Draft, number one. Of course, we have our ultimate mock draft, which is going to feature myself, all of our other local experts making selections and trades for their team in a mock draft style of draft with analysis from Chad Ford, John Hollinger, Brian Scalabrini, all the greats in this industry, players, former players, former executives, uh, amazing commentators like Chad Ford, plugged in guys like that. It'll be awesome. It's a great event. So make sure you go subscribe right now to the ultimate mock draft feed uh, presented by Odyssey on the Locked On Podcast Network. We also will have a live draft show, so you can watch the draft live with us on YouTube. It'll be an in-studio show, one of the first in-studio show in Locked On Podcast Network history. Uh, John Hollinger will be hosting it. It'll be live from Dallas. I'll be calling in for the Thunder Picks, as well as all of our other local hosts will be uh, videoing in on Zoom from their respective locations regarding their team's selections. So much in store for you. And of course, we're staying daily through the draft, through free agency, and all that fun stuff. So every single day, you can be right here on the Locked On Thunder podcast for all of your Thunder-related needs. So let's start before we get into Isaiah Jackson with this news regarding Mitchich, who signed an extension overseas last week. Um, This does not truly matter for the Thunder. I was never expecting to be on the roster next year and play for the Thunder. Uh, It doesn't matter for their roster next year. It does matter, though, uh, for the trade asset, I think he could have been a good sweetener to where, like, if you were if you were on the one yard line of getting a deal done and you needed something to give you over, get you over the hump, right, and, and get your deal done, you could throw out his rights, and, and 
He's a talented guard that could uh, really help a contending team more than he could help the Thunder and would really entertain going over to a contending team more than entertain going over to the Thunder. Uh, it hurts that prospect, I think, but not much else. I never expected him or wanted him on the roster next year, so this is great uh, for the Thunder. He's already 27 years old. This could end his NBA chances altogether, but he does have a few opt-outs in his contract that could allow him to get some wiggle room and go over to the NBA with those opt-out dates. So without further ado, let's get into the NBA draft profile and projection with Isaiah Jackson, the big man from Kentucky, stands 6'10", with a 206 weigh-in, no wingspan, 19 years old, out of Kentucky, and he pulled out of the draft combine before the measurables were even done. There's a ton of smoke around the Thunder promising to select him in this draft. The Thunder are known for handing out promises. Uh, There's been literally a ton of smoke from a lot of people I'm talking to about Isaiah Jackson with the Thunder. Um, For his game, it's just kind of a a catch-all sentence. He's a good rim runner with Shea. They could be electric in that capacity. Needs to improve everything else about his game. Everything else has to take a big step up for him to be an NBA player. That's very dangerous. We only have one good trait, and it's a trait that's rim running, which is um, kind of commonplace in this league. You can find a ton of guys who can rim run at this level. That's why guys like New Orleans Noel, for example, who was good in Oklahoma City and was good with New York, is not a hot commodity because there's he's a dime a dozen. Even though he's a good player, he's a dime a dozen. So like you don't really need to invest too much into New Orleans Noel and those types of players. He averaged 8.4 points at Kentucky, 6.6 rebounds, and 2.6 blocks. What are Isaiah Jackson's strengths and weaknesses in this NBA draft? Well, of course, his athleticism is a big strength. Like It's a big plus that he's so explosive as an athlete. He can race up and down the floor with ease. Very coordinated player, a very fluid player. He has a very high motor. So like his, his strength is how great of an athlete that he is. He has the length and the speed that will allow him to eventually switch on to perimeter defense, you know, perimeter players on the defensive end. I think that this is kind of twofold, right? Because right now he has the speed to be able to do this, but he does need to add some muscle. He does need to add to his frame to where whenever he does add to his frame, does that take away the speed and ability to switch on the perimeter? It's kind of a double-edged sword there with those two strengths and weaknesses. Uh, but technically right now, I think that he could switch on to a perimeter player and put up a fight defensively and not get blown by and embarrassed every single time. I think he's a great rim protector who's very comfortable blocking at either side of the rim and can do it with both hands and can take any angle he needs to to block a shot. However, we'll get into a weakness at that point where that's kind of gotten him into some trouble a bit on the defensive end where he's going for, for blocks too much. I think he's a great rebounder, especially offensively, which adds to your possessions and he has the ability to put it back after he gets a rebound or kick it out which, again, just adds to your chances to score and creates a better offense for yourself, especially on a team like the Thunder, who were historically bad last year as an offense. And, of course, a lot of that season was played without Shea, without key pieces, but still, you know, they do need some help offensively. He's a great finisher at the rim, and for his size, he's an above-average creator off the dribble. Now, he's not going to be able to do this all the time. He will not be able to do this starting from above the break or behind the three-point line. He'll only be able to do this from, like, the elbow and towards the rim, but... Still, for his size, very good creator for himself off the dribble. But the big strength here is the way that he can play the two-man game with Shea. I think that that's kind of the extent of the upside for for him. It's because he can be very good in the pick-and-roll with Shea. He can set good screens, and he can help create a go-to offensive option for Shea. Because there's not a lot of reliability on this team right now. And so if you know that you can get to a bread-and-butter play like a pick-and-roll with Shea's ability to 
stop on a dime and shoot a mid-range shot or, or pull out from beyond the arc or drive himself to the basket and finish himself, himself at the rim, much less dump off to Isaiah Jackson down low, that creates a weapon for you. And that's where the excitement comes with drafting Isaiah Jackson. But there's not much else to be excited about because while he's a great rim protector, we'll talk about a weakness there that kind of negates that. I don't think he's going to be all that great of a rebounder on both ends of the floor. I do not think he's going to be all that great of a defender on both ends of the floor. It's just a matter of like how he kind of shapes his body. To me, this is not the kind of player the Thunder would want. And we'll talk about that coming up with the Thunder fit and the Thunder roll. But for me, there's not much of an upside swing here. The Thunder have talked about wanting to go with upside, wanting to take swings, wanting to take chances. To me, there is no chance with Isaiah Jackson. You know what he's going to be. He's going to be a rim runner that bounces around the league as kind of a journeyman big man that is a backup big because it will take such extraordinary outcomes for him to become a starter, for him to become an all-star, for him to become a superstar, that the pathway for that is even less likely than the pathway for a guy like Poku to become an all-star or a starter or, or a great player. There's just not much he can do. What he needs to improve on uh, will likely take away from other traits, right? And it'll just be a, a continuous cycle of, okay, get bigger so you can play down low, but now you can no longer play the perimeter and you can no longer switch defensively. And now we can't play in the playoffs. And I don't believe in his shooting upside at all. This pick would not really excite anyone. I don't think, I think that um, there'll be some highlight plays, the lobs that can happen, you know, the cutting that can happen with, with Shea's ability to play make that would be fun, uh, but not much else long-term would this add to a team long-term. This would not be a difference maker in terms of getting you to um, a competitive basketball team or a championship-level basketball team, and we're not going to look back, for me, from what I'm seeing right now on tape, we're not going to look back and say Isaiah Jackson's the reason why this team is where they want to be. And, in fact, you could look back and say that it's kind of hurt you from being where you want to be if you select him at 18, much less if you select him at 16. So I just don't see it with Isaiah Jackson. Those are the extent of his strengths. Yes, he'd be a highlight player for me with Shea and the lobs, but other than that, Everything else worries me a ton. Everything else has too many concerns uh, to outweigh the weaknesses that we're going to get into coming up. But first, I want to say right now, my good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. And I want you right now to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15, 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Available this week only, July 6th through the 9th. Get a new Built Bar flavor, Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like? Well, this Built Bar is a version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie, all flavors without that sugar. So you get all the flavor of that Thin Mint, thin mint Cookie, but without the sugar. I've had them. They sent us a free box of them. They're incredible. You really are going to want to try these Grasshopper Cookies. It is a limited time only flavor, so try it out right now while you can, July 6th through the 9th. They also, though, still have their original mainstay flavors of coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You do not want to miss out on those great flavors. My personal favorite is the cookies and cream option. Go get yourself a box of Built Bars. If you don't know your favorite flavor yet, do not worry. You can get a mixed box. That mixed box will provide for you two of every flavor. You can try them all out and then Reorder the flavor you love the most, so make sure you go order them today, especially that grasshopper cookie for a limited time only. 
Go to BuiltBar.com. That's BuiltBar.com. Using promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. Our road to the finals coverage has met the end of the road. We're at the NBA Finals. Listen, the Hawks got beat by the Bucks on Saturday, setting up a Bucks versus Suns matchup. We'll see if Giannis can play in this finals. I think that the Suns will take this series in six, but you can go check out Locked On Suns, Locked On Bucks, Locked On NBA. For all of that fun stuff covering the NBA Finals, brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and I definitely enjoy Michelob Ultra. Trust me, I'll be breaking into some Michelob Ultra while watching the NBA Finals all week long for the next couple of weeks. As the Finals extend, make sure you do the same. Let me know, know your final predictions on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. So the weaknesses for his game is that he's a lot like Isaiah Jackson is. Nerlens Noel in the sense of, yes, a good shot blocker, but at times he goes for the shot block too much where he should really just stay vertical or stay boxing out and getting the rebound and not necessarily leaping into a guy and fouling a guy and getting into trouble that way with foul trouble or getting out of position and just a multitude of problems that come with being overeager for a shot block and not getting it. And so that limits his defensive ability in a big way because he's, he's in foul trouble all the time and he's out of position all the time. Whereas if he wouldn't do that, of course, he could get more rebounds and could help the team more in possessions and play better defense. Not a very good defender with the IQ, is not very smart on the rotations and on the switches and, and on understanding how to play the pick and roll coverage. Uh, not very good in terms of technique and, and his defensive stance. Just not a very good overall defender outside of the eye-popping shot block numbers. If you put it on the tee for him, he can spike it down. Uh, but other than that, you can manipulate his defense in a big, big, big way. His body, again, needs to be overhauled. He has to add a ton of muscle to compete at the NBA level, but that muscle will likely take away from his speed. We'll see if he can actually balance that and not have it take away from his speed. Uh, but that's a big worry because now you, you can't really defend down low without fouling. You have, a, you have an okay strength in being able to at least switch and compete on the perimeter. But if you add that muscle, now you cannot compete on the perimeter. you got to get a lot better down low. Again, it's just the revolving cycle of improve one thing. Like it's like plugging a boat. You improve one thing and another thing pops up as a weakness for you. And so I just don't like the fit for Isaiah Jackson. He also cannot shoot worth a lick. And I've lost all hope uh, for his perimeter shooting. I'm not a big fan of his ability to hit mid-range shots either. So I just don't think they can shoot at all. And if you cannot shoot, it allows you to play the pick and roll differently and allows you to shut down his rim running ability much more effectively. I don't think that you can score this back to the basket. He gets kind of sloppy with turnovers. He panics with the ball in his hands unless you're leading him directly to a dunk. You basically have to hand feed Isaiah Jackson points. 
Because if you pass him the ball anywhere else besides in the dunker spot, besides leading him directly to the basket with a clear lane, he's going to cover the ball, he's going to fumble the ball, he's going to freak out, and he's not going to know what to do with the basketball. I just don't like his game whatsoever with all of these flaws in the mix. It's why, for me, he's not a top 30 player. And so to take him at 8 would be a huge miss to me, but Sam Presti is a lot smarter than I am. So if they do take him at 18, that, that's that's a case to be made for Sam Presti and his staff. I just don't see it with him. I don't see the shot progression. I don't see the interior scoring progression. I don't see the defensive progression. I think that he's a dime a dozen bench player. You can find him anywhere. It's why you didn't fight too hard to retain Nerlens Noel. It's why no team has fought that hard to retain Nerlens Noel. Because, yes, you'd like to have him on your team as a bench player, as a bench option for your big man spot but it's not a dire necessity. If he's on your team, great. If he's not, oh, well, there's another guy floating around there. It's like Tony Bradley. Tony Bradley's 23 years old. He's not much older than Isaiah Jackson. Tony Bradley is head and shoulders above the player that Isaiah Jackson is right now, and Isaiah Jackson projects to be. But yet, the Thunder might not even bring him back this year because Isaiah Jackson's a guy you can find almost anytime, anywhere. There's a lot of there's a lot of Isaiah Jackson's out there. There's a lot of Tony Bradley's out there. Why would you waste the capital of a top 18, top 20 pick at 18 to get Isaiah Jackson? When you have a guy much better than Isaiah Jackson even projects to be and Tony Bradley on your roster already, they can just resign. If you were that desperate to get a big man for this current group, which I don't think they should be drafting anything for this current group. This should all be a long-term focus in the draft of what will happen in two years, three years, when you're starting to get on the other side of this thing. And I don't even expect Isaiah Jackson to be there, like with any sort of certainty, long-term. But where is he going in these mock drafts, and where is he at in the availabilities? The Ringer has him at 24, ESPN at 12, The Athletic at 21, Bleacher Report at 18, CBS at 12, NBC at 16, DraftNet at 32, Tankathon at 26, and I have him at 32 as well. I, I think that you can just find way too many Isaiah Jacksons. He's going to be a good bench big. Hopefully, that's a ceiling to me. And whenever that's your ceiling, that's not a home run swing. That's not a guy you go after and attack in the top 20 of this draft. You don't go after a guy who could be a, a good bench role player as a big. And then the floor for him to me is out of this league in four or five years. A big that's a cup of coffee in the NBA and eventually fades away. The NBA comp for him would be a would be Nernus Noel, who stuck around this league. But again, Nernus Noel is not this impactful player um, that you just are desperate to get on your team. And that makes a difference in being a playoff team versus not being a playoff team, being a championship team versus not being a championship team, et cetera, et cetera. If the ceiling, the limitation put on your game is already not a difference maker, I'd rather draft a player who at least could become a difference maker, who at least has an outside chance to become a difference maker. I just do not see it whatsoever with Isaiah Jackson, but that's his NBA comp there as well. That's a ceiling, a good bench player, and then he's out of the league in a couple of years as his floor, and he, he has a wide range of like early teens, late 20s, out of the first round in terms of availability in this upcoming NBA draft. But there's a lot of smoke around the Thunder liking Isaiah Jackson, so there's a reason the Thunder like him. I just struggle to figure it out. So you can take that for what you will. We'll see draft night what the Thunder elect to do. And let's talk about how he fits with the Thunder, his future role, his rotational fit, his roster impact, why the Thunder should take him, why the Thunder should not take him, 
and talk more about what's to come with Isaiah Jackson, with the Locked on Thunder podcast, and so much more. Hope you all had a great 4th of July weekend. I hope everyone stayed safe and was responsible over this last weekend. We had a fun 4th of July Spotify greenroom session. Make sure you follow me on Spotify greenroom at Rylan underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. We'll go live again this week. Talking thunder, talking draft, talking everything you want to talk about regarding the NBA on Spotify greenroom. Again, that's at Rylan underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Same as my Twitter account. So follow me over there on Twitter as well to be notified every single time I go live on Spotify greenroom. But coming up, let's get into Isaiah Jackson's rotational fit with the Thunder. But first, I got to say right now about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. Baseball's in full swing right now, so track all that action at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts, giving you the, the latest news, odds, info on your sporting needs, MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game and get into the action as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head over to the website or even use your mobile device and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. Promo code locked on at BetOnline.ag will get you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you get in on the action. I love I love, love, love using betonline.ag. Very simple, very streamlined, very easy way to place your bets, including on the upcoming NBA Finals, which starts tomorrow. So make sure you are locked in to that. The Suns right now are a five and a half point favorites for tomorrow's game one, July 6th, against the Suns and Bucks in Phoenix. I would take right here the Suns minus five and a half right now on betonline.ag. Let me know where you would go. And be sure to go over there and use our code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to say right now about something I'm very excited about. Starting July 19th, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, the draft godfather Chad Ford and Odyssey's NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former GM Ryan McDonough. Our local NBA experts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, including myself, will have draft picks and trades for your favorite teams throughout this week-long special event. So search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Odyssey is your new audio home for all of sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. This is a humongous event. I cannot wait to kick it off and share it with you. We have so many great guests, so many great experts, and a lot of fun. If you've 
been around the network a long time, you know how awesome our mock drafts normally are with how creative we get with trades and with draft picks and selections. It's a ton of fun. It's going to be a well-produced produced product. And David Locke's going to host it again. Brian McDonough, Chad Ford, Brian Scalabrini, John Hollinger's sneak peek might, might pop in as well as he did last year. So it's a lot of fun. Hopefully you'll subscribe and listen on July 19th. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Lockdown Podcast Network and Odyssey as well. So how does Isaiah Jackson fit with the Oklahoma City Thunder? For me, he's a future bench player, a go-to backup big as his rotational fit for next year and beyond. Again, I don't love him. I don't love him. How does he impact the roster? Maybe it lessens the chance of bringing back, you know, Tony Bradley and Mike Muscala. I don't think that they're going to bring back Tony Bradley no matter what happens, sadly. And, and I also uh, don't know about Mike Muscala. They're probably going to bring him back for kind of a veteran leadership in the locker room, but maybe not. So that's, those are two guys that are already up in the air no matter what you do in the draft. It makes long-term Isaiah Roby kind of redundant a bit, but Isaiah Roby can play the four. He can play the three at times. It's where he's so versatile that they, and the Thunder really do love Isaiah Roby, that the Thunder are going to try to keep him around for a long time. To where I, I, I don't even know that, Isaiah Jackson really impacts your roster that much long-term. Why the Thunder should take him, they believe that his body can put on some frame, you know, put on some muscle without losing that speed. They believe in his body overturn his IQ and becoming an elite defender with that body and IQ improvement. They believe that he can improve his hands. Uh, they believe that he can find a way to create for himself as a low post scorer. And they believe that eventually he can shoot at least at the mid-range level, if not from beyond the arc, at least be able to shoot an elbow jumper, which right now I do not believe that he can do. Why the Thunder should not take him is simply, what I've said before, Tony Bradley is a better player and is only 23 years old. Tony Bradley is a much better player. And I don't say that because they need to re-sign Tony Bradley this offseason. If they do, great. If they don't, that's fine too. I say that because Tony Bradley is 23 years old. And at 23 years old, and at the caliber of big that he is, there's not going to be that long of a line of teams that are just desperate to get Tony Bradley. And he's put, and he's put very good things on film at the NBA level in Philadelphia and in Oklahoma City. But Tony Bradley is replaceable. The, the position is replaceable, right? This is a, a, a position that's not a premium. You can find Tony Bradley on the market. You can find Nelson on the market. You can find these backup bigs to where, why invest a top 20 pick in Isaiah Jackson? when he doesn't have any particular upside. I, I don't I don't get it. I, I wouldn't get it if the Thunder decided to go this route. Coming up this week on the Locked on Thunder podcast, Friday, we're going to have a chat with Richard Stamen, our draft expert at Mavs Draft on Twitter. Tomorrow, we're going to have our Cam Johnson preview and projection for the NBA Draft Profile Series. Wednesday will be another NBA Draft Profile and Projection, this time with Anthony Singoon, the elite interior defender in the NBA draft. Love his game so much offensively. We'll talk about his range to be selected. We'll talk about how he fits with the Thunder and what his strengths and weaknesses are, just as we do with Isaiah Jackson. Uh, I love Thomas and Singuda a lot more than Isaiah Jackson, so those two will be awesome. We've already done a ton of uh, profiles already to this point on the Lockdown Thunder podcast. We've done Kate Cunningham. We've done Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. We've done Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga, Keon Johnson, Davion Mitchell. We've done Kai Jones. We've done Scotty Barnes. We've done Jalen Johnson. We've done Josh Giddy. We've done Moses Moody. We've done, we're going to do a course this week with the ones that we mentioned. We've done James Book Knight. We've done Jaden Springer. We've done Isaiah Jackson now. That's been completed now as of today. And there's going to be so much more coming out as well. So go back and listen to those that you might have missed 
along the way. We'll have a lot more leading up to the draft as well. So be sure to subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from and follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.